Hello everyone. This is Opera After Dark. We want list. We want list. We want list. We want list. So hot. Really? You think so? I totally do. Look at this photo. But he's That's old, old in that photo. <laughs> Everybody, before we even start, go online, Google Franz list and look up list when he was like 20. He looks like that emo kid in high school. He was super into poetry that everybody was in love with because he had a lot of feelings. <laughs> were they? A lot of people. Everybody was into that. I was. When we were in high school. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I don't know about your experience. It's only remotely into those guys. <laughs> well. So today we're going to talk about a specific part of Liz's life, basically all the women that he slept with. <laughs> and also just how he was generally a rock star. He was a rock star. Um, if you don't know the phrase listomania, that was concocted in the 19th century. Um, it was also known as list fever. Mm-hmm. And it basically was the intense sort of fan frenzy that was directed towards Liszt during his performances. Um, it first occurred in Berlin in 1841, and the term was later coined by none other than Heinrich Heine. Mm. Nice. Um, in a newsletter that he wrote on April 25th, 1844, discussing the Parisian concert series. Listomania was characterized by intense levels of hysteria demonstrated by fans akin to the treatment of celebrity musicians today, but in a time not known for such musical hysterics. So, like, you know, when the Beatles were on the Ed Sullivan show. I think one time in an earlier episode, I likened it to Justin Bieber with talent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Just, Justin Bieber, but, didn't, but, talented. but talented. Didn't he also talk about people throwing their, their pantaloons? Their yeah. pantaloons and oh, petticoats. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> their pantaloons at him. Their petticoats. <laughs> people had pictures rain. of him like that they had signed. And I think there were, like during the era of Castrati, List dolls, yes, wow. and and things like that. The ladies loved him. So this loved infatuation, him. that was this a combination of his looks and talent. Yes, List was yes. one of the first people that performed recitals from memory entirely, and the passion and commitment with which he played things mm. had a lot to do. Plus, he had like that long hair that he was just like. So he had like, all a, over the place like kind of a rock star swagger. Yes. Definitely. Like a Mick Jagger swagger. Like yeah. the original yeah. rock star. Well, I guess those are the castrati, but. But I mean, as far as concert pianists go, like he w- really was. Wasn't he the first to turn the piano such that the audience could see like from a side profile? Yes. And Usually so... what they did was, um, was it the pianist back to the audience? Yes. Or, yeah, that was how these recitals are traditionally he was the first person to be like, we're doing it from the side so people can see the instrument and they can see me. And they wow. can see how crazy his hands are going. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. that's like all that anybody does today. Exactly. And if you look at the pieces that he wrote, because he not, was not only a performer, but he was also a composer, mm-hmm. and he wrote a lot of music for himself to play, it's mm-hmm. extremely virtuosic. So when you're trying to learn it, you're like, well, yeah, of course, this would be super showy because my hands are doing crazy things, going up and down mm. the keyboard, and there's a lot of opportunity to, like, throw your hands up and, you know. He was a very dramatic yes. huh. piano player, and I don't, people loved it. I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself. Go for mm-hmm. it. Are we talking, like, massive hands? Yes. He did have big hands. Not, like, did. Rachmaninoff hands, but he right. had big hands. Nice. Mm-hmm. But Rachmaninoff was a giant. 
Oh, really? Like he was in like stature? Six. He's really tall. He's eight. One, yeah, he's or one something? of the tallest composers that we know oh, of in really? history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, you know, there's like the huge Rachmaninoff sort of like span, span as it were. But like he was proportionate to the rest of his body. His hands were. Oh, he's he just was a big like dude. a giant dude. I wonder if he like ever had an issue with like really thick fingers that like he would accidentally press more than one key at once. Apparently not. I have no idea. Right. I don't know. But have you, <laughs> there's this great classical music comedic duo. Yeah. Gudisman and you. Mm-hmm. And they have this whole skit that's called Rachmaninoff Has Big Hands. <laughs> and it's hilarious. We'll put it on the blog. And yeah. basically they have these long pieces of wood that they have put different like pegs on and then their whole skit is that like one guy's at the piano when one of the big Rachmaninoff chords comes up he like throws the pianist this stick and the takes piano- piece of wood and he slams it on the keys <laughs> yeah. and it flips it up for the next one and stuff like that it's so they really can, like, oh, well done do the span of the fingers they can reach all of the keys yeah it's that's really really awesome. funny yeah but Rachmaninoff giant Liszt was not a giant but I guess big hands. Normal nimble size fin- Nimble fingers. Yes. And also... B- big and nimble. Okay. <laughs> oh, if anyone could see my face like Oh, I can. <laughs> oh, man. Makes it all worth it. But so, he was also, like, really well connected, too. Not only was mm-hmm. he this virtuoso that was a rock star and, like, all the women liked him, but he was also friends with everyone who was everyone in compositional circles at that time. Nice. So he was a good friend of Chopin. Mm-hmm. He was a good friend of Wagner, mm-hmm. of Berlioz, Robert Schumann. Um, it's so funny to think, because I never think of Liszt and Wagner as living in the same time period. But they did. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah, Wagner and, always seems so much later to me. And Liszt was pretty influenced by Wagner, at least in his later compositions. Mm-hmm. He tried to incorporate some of his ideas. Isn't there something that happened in the family with that, like, no, didn't Wagner like, marry? Oh, is no, that coming we're later? We're getting to that. Oh. Spoiler alert. Don't Sorry. spoil it. Well, it's, well, like, it's, but dangerous. Also, it's like, dangerous when I, when I actually know a little bit of something. <laughs> <laughs> it's better if I'm just oblivious. <laughs> oh, well, I kind of want to dive right into his love life. If you Please want to look do. up the bio information for yeah. this, go online and do it. <laughs> Wikipedia. Um, Wikipedia, it, people. That's it's really extensive. what we do. It is very extensive. Um, so, Liszt's father, his name was Adam, and he died in 1827. Um, and at that point, Franz was 16, um, and he met his mother in Paris, and they decided to settle down there. So, Liszt was the breadwinner of the family at that point. In order to earn income for his mother and himself, he became a piano teacher in Paris for the aristocracy, you know, at 16. Um, um, and he kept a really erratic in schedule in Paris. Do we know any, like, famous clientele? No, but um, he was the piano teacher for a woman, well, a girl, who was also 16, um, named Carolyn de Saint-Cric, um, he be as I said, he became her piano teacher, and naturally, the two quickly fell in love with each other. Nice. Mm-hmm. These okay. Might I just say mm-hmm. that, like back in the day, like the I guess this was the 19th century, or even before, piano lessons must have been like a really hot and heavy thing. Well, I think we, for the like, aristocracy, oh. women were expected to be able to do this but that might yes. be the only time where 
women and men were allowed sort of unsupervised, maybe, yes. in a room together. I'm just saying. I guess there was a chaperone maybe across the other side of the room. I don't I know. I feel like all of these times we hear about, like, a composer who is also teaching lessons mm-hmm. and then marries one of their pupils. Always. Or just has a, an affair with a pupil. That's true. Or falls right. hopelessly in love with people. So the thing with this, when they started, he started teaching her, he was 17 and she was 16. And very quickly after that, her mother died. So they were the family was in a period of mourning. Yet List continued to stop by just to visit, just to check on the family and see how everything was. Hmm. Um, what a what good he, guy. He knew right. what he was doing. <laughs> and also, her father worked in the government, so he was often away on government business. <laughs> and because of that, they spent a lot of time together without any kind of supervision mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. My dad's away on business. Right. <laughs> Maybe Apparently, you can come over. <laughs> there was a maiden aunt who supervised at first, but... Um, they're grad- it's referred to as they're gradually extending lessons in a bio of Franz called Immortal Franz, The Life and Loves of Franz List. Um, <laughs> but they're gradually extending lessons, tired her, and she usually just left them alone. Oh, that's perfect. Right. It's like a, a movie, like a mm-hmm. teenage heart Exactly. Movie. Yeah. So there was one night where List stayed, and they apparently talked on things like music and poetry and religion, apparently they were both quite religious. Well, he was at this point. Um, <laughs> sure. Right. They talked to each other well past midnight, which her daddy found out about and was like, I do not care for this at all. Um, and they, of course, were the aristocracy. So he sat down with List and was like, hey, man, um, my daughter, you know, is a noble woman and you are not. And because of that, the Count ended the lessons and told Liszt that he was not allowed to return to their household or see his daughter ever again. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Which we all know is basically telling him, like... Try harder. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, inciting Forcing. rebellion. Yes, he exactly. didn't. Oh, really? He, neither of them did. They both went into these, like, deep periods of mourning, and they both toyed with the idea of, like becoming a priest or becoming a nun or whatever. Again, they were like very indulgent of their their own misery Hmm. kind of thing. Um, And so, you know, Caroline's like, I'm going to take the veil. I'm going to become a nun. Her dad was like, "Mm, I don't think so. Um, So he arranged for her to marry someone who was the son of a fellow government minister. Um, So she did that, and she got married at the age of 19. Yikes. Right. And List went to the church and he attempted to enter the Paris seminary and become a monk. Um, but the abbey uh, that, I'm sorry, the priest that he was talking to and his mother were both like, that's mm, not a good idea. Um, <laughs> so he didn't do that and he got really, really depressed because he was like, what am I doing with my life? I love this woman and she's married to another. Da, 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 da. The music man, the music. Right. Well, he was became very religious. I think he was extremely religious for most of his life. I think so. Which yeah. is sort of hypocritical. In regards to what we're going to get into. Um, oh, because he was, like, hooking up with everybody. Oh, yeah. But he spent a lot of time praying in um, in churches mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So Caroline was sort of this paragon of virtue. In all these biographies of Liszt, they referred to her as, like, everything a woman should be and blah, 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 and all that shit. Um, <laughs> so Caroline was, you know... She was beautiful and quiet. And quiet and didn't speak. Um, the sort of scene is, like, the love of his his life kind of thing, even though they were 16. Mm. And 
this was like sort of. She a, seemed to get over him pretty quickly. She she did, but it's a very romantic sort of um, notion. Yes. So did he move on to? He moved on to a great many people. All the ladies. A great many people. Mm-hmm. How long? How long did it take? Do we know how long till the next love affair? Well, I'm sure that he was sleeping with other people, um, but so just to remind you, moved to Paris in 1827, fell in love with Caroline. It was a three-year relationship. She was 19 when she got married to somebody else. So that is 1830 is where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Good year. Um, a good year. And there was a revolution in 1830. I don't remember what it was about. In Paris? It's terrible. In yeah. Huh. In 1830. Yeah, I don't know. Probably people rising up against the aristocracy. Right. I mean, that's... I could look it up, but I'm not going to. No, that's like the general. Um, we know. Right. So after this revolution in 1830, there was this total change in List's personality. Um Prior to that, he had had a sort of a nervous breakdown, basically mm-hmm. because he so desperately wanted to become a priest and all these other things were happening in his life. Um, but, you know, nervous breakdown, over. He decided, I don't want to be a priest anymore. That was dumb. And he was now hungry for whatever experiences life had to offer him. So he met this woman named Adele. Uh, her name was Adele de Lampunarede. Uh, she was very beautiful. She was super rich. And she was very much married. And she's sort of seen as his first really long-lasting love affair. Um, They met in 1832, and they were both visiting the Marlios Castle in the Savoy for the winter of that month. And then, of course, they were marooned because it was snowy and icy, so the roads were all cut off. Was her husband there? No. No, her husband was not there. Perfect. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All the better. No husband in sight. So they had a relationship for um, a really, really sort of long time. I think it was a mutually agreeable, sort of beneficial thing for both of them. What's her? Why didn't she like her husband? Or maybe she didn't. She just had further appetites. I couldn't tell you. Huh. There's not a lot really about about this woman. Okay. But they sort of parted. What's he Amicably. doing? What's he doing professionally at this time? Still the lessons and all of that? Has he started like his serious? No, at this point he started writing music, writing music and, and becoming this like sensation. And, like, becoming so he already lists. Like when did he make it big? Do we know? Like big no, break? Do you know? Uh, break well, the term listomania was coined in 1842. Mm-hmm. So that means that by 1842 he had kind of like reached some kind of apex of right. Yeah, so like ten years prior. To yeah, that. Ten, okay. Yeah. So he's working on it. I think he's working on it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So what happens there with this love affair? Does the husband find out? No. Nothing dramatic nice. at all. It's just like. He's sort of cutting his teeth on this lady, <laughs> as it were. That's cool. Terrible turn Even after they leave the chateau? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. What next? I'm well, ready, for, ready for more. Well, um, the next woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was, we're just woman to woman. We're just woman to woman. Mm-hmm. Um, was a woman named Marie. That's Marie de Agolo. Mm-hmm. I think is how you pronounce her name. Nice. Um, this was the only love affair that he had that produced children. Oh, I like that. Three of them. Oh, Three of them. What, three? Cosima, Cosima, sorry. Was she married to somebody else? And Daniel. Um, The Countess? 
That would be scandalous. She might have she, been. She was, but she was separated from her husband. Oh, okay. By that time. Um, like, he met her in 1832, which was the same year that he was stranded in that castle with Adele. Whoa. <laughs> um, uh, so he met her in 1832 when he was 21 and she was 27. They nice. met through a mutual friend. Two years later in 1834, they became lovers. Excellent. Um, at the end of that year, her daughter from her still husband at that point, um, a daughter named Louise, took ill and died. Oh, no. And she went into a really deep depression, which List attempted to help by sending her um, a poem by Georges Sand. Georges Sand, sorry, I am drunk. Um, <laughs> by uh, Georges Sand called Lelia, which she then set to music, mm-hmm. if I am Wait, not mistaken. Wait, set it to music. List right. set it to music. Okay. So the Countess was married. I just looked it up. She was. Um, and in 1835, I think, she left her husband yes. for List. And by March of that month, she was pregnant. Oh. Yes. And they actually, like, you ran away. March, March of that month. Oh, March of that year. <laughs> <laughs> more wine. More, more wine. wine. More wine. <laughs> List and wine. List and wine. <laughs> she gets preggers, and they run away to Geneva. They do. Wait, so when did she, do we... I mean, there's a fair chance that she left her husband because she was pregnant by List. Oh, no, it was List's baby. Yeah. Yeah, but is that why she left her husband? Who knows? Maybe it was just like, well, I'm pregnant, and we're in love, and yeah. good timing all around. Nice. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Let's do it. So they, they went to, to Switzerland. Yeah, okay. Had the baby, lived as a couple. Um, nice, but yeah. not married. Not married. They never got married. Like, no. she didn't get divorced. They lived together in Switzerland oh. for four years. They did, lived in four years. Uh, their first two children, Blondine and Cosima, um, they were born uh, out of the country under fabricated birth certificates because they were technically bastard children. Okay, so that, that <laughs> answers the question. So they went to a different country, like new identity, all of this right. stuff to cover up the scandal, really. Right. And Liz, his attention kind of wandered, and by 1838... It was sort of the beginning of the end Aww, of their relationship. Oh, no, but there's kids. Well, their third child, Daniel, was born in 1839. Um, and at that point, List was really, like, gearing up the performing. And, like Naomi said, a couple of years later is when mm-hmm. Listomania just, like, exploded. Mm-hmm. So in November of that year, List left and embarked on a series of performance tours throughout Europe. Um, he toured into, like, 22 different locations so all the touring and the absences sort of led to the end of their relationship in 1844. Mm. Um, fun fact about Mellie, she then took up the name Daniel Stern, and she became a journalist and a writer under this Whoa. pseudonym. She nice. actually wrote one novel called Nelida, which is a fictional account of her relationship with List. Um, and in her later life, she became heavily involved in writing about politics. Wow, She's badass like a woman, woman of substance. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 that yeah. That is very good that she didn't just like sit idly by while her lover List was doing his rock star thing. Right. Well, do we want to talk very briefly about their middle child? Yes, Cosima. Oh. Cosima. Oh, I pronounced her a, name like eighteen uh, different times in the past five minutes, but Cosima. I know. And what do you know about? Wait, her? wait. I should say. Yes. So eventually, I'm not sure quite the order of things, but right. Cosima ends up marrying none other than Richard Wagner. Yes, Richard His, Wagner. <laughs> oh, sorry, Richard. It's the wine. His second wife? Mm-hmm. 
Ooh. Which also, yeah. that's also kind of weird, because like you said, Liszt and Wagner were kind of... Like contemporaries? Buddies. Yeah. Just like I'm marrying my dad's friend. <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. your dad's friend's kid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and Cosimo was significantly younger than Wagner. But hey, they were married for a while. And at the time when Cosima and Wagner met, she was already married mm-hmm. to, is it Hans von Bülow? I think The conductor, so. yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I but heard But then this. the story goes is that Hans von Bülow knew that they were together. Cosima, the, she had one child by Wagner initially that Hans von Bülow claimed as his own to, like, oh, avoid the scandal. <laughs> yes. right? But, like, everyone knew that he was... Not his father. Not his father. Like, Bulo just did it, like, for the sake of you Cosimo are and the child. Not the father. Oh! It's <laughs> like an episode of Maury. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. But Hans von Bulo, like, told Cosima, because there's a point in time where she went to Wagner's villa, wherever he was living, and just, like, didn't leave for several months. And von Bulo was like, okay, like, I understand that you're in love with him, and I'm, like, heartbroken, but. I, I'm going to accept it because he's just such a genius. I understand how you cannot fall prey to him. And so. Come on, man. <laughs> so he just is kind I mean, of like, kind I guess of I can't change it. It is kind of weak, but in the long run, although he may have been a questionable person. She was a questionable person <laughs> also. We don't need to delve into that too much, but she was not great. <laughs> yeah. But, but she did very creepily. Yeah. Uh, keep Wagner's eyelashes in like a pendant that she wore on his neck. Well, that's not so creepy when you think at that time people would like wear lockets of hair. Yeah, but like how would she come by his eyelashes? She took a pair of tweezers when he was dead and she pulled them out of his No, no, no. This was when he was living. What? (laughs) Well, maybe you know how some, maybe it's not creepy. You know, sometimes you get eyelashes on your cheek. They just fall out. Maybe she just like grabbed them and kept them in a box or something. Oh, and they gave up that wish opportunity? Maybe that wasn't the thing back then. <laughs> Everybody knows that when you have an eyelash falls out, make a wish. Love it. Well, I don't know. They were racist. Seems like. <laughs> and supremely anti Semitic. They were. So there's a like lot all of her dreams came true anyway. With yeah, Wagner, match made so. in heaven, a pair of them. Eventually, Von Bülow gave up trying to get Cosima back, and after basically claiming two of her illegitimate children as his own to avoid scandal, he finally let. Her, like, officially divorced or separated from her and let her marry Wagner. Man, so. you guys are down on these guys. We, there's um, a lot of, we must say, <laughs> there's, we must say there's some musical genius flowing around. Although, I guess not with Cosima, we don't. She, no. Well, after Wagner's death, she basically controlled Bayreuth. Yeah. Exclusively. Really? Yeah, she For did. how long? Do we know? Till her death. And then her kids took yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, the family owns it. And her family, it. like, yeah. her descendants are still well, alive. Well, I knew, I knew that, it. but I didn't know that she was the one that mm-hmm. ran it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's pretty epic. Yeah. yeah. I think before I get into the last of lists women that I want to talk about, we should listen to a music clip. Can I pick one? Absolutely. So my favorite piece by list is Un Sospiro. Which go for it. It's very virtuosic because if you look at the score, it's actually written on three different staves, and so you basically have to make your two hands. It's for solo piano. Make two hands play three staves of music at one time. Let's hear so. it. Here we go. All right. I love you, Liz. <laughs> Liz.
So I'm going to jump ahead. First off, that was beautiful. Very beautiful. Um, but I'm going to jump ahead to 1847. At okay. this point in time, list is list, all capital letters, like name and light. Peak listomania. People peak are literally list. shredding, shredding his, his clothes. His clothes, his handkerchiefs, and his gloves right. to pieces so they can have a souvenir of him. That's He's basically great. Paul McCartney at this point. Yeah. Do any of those shreds exist today? They must. <gasps> like, I'm sure oh, that's they do. crazy. Could you is imagine? There, is there a list museum somewhere? Do we have to go to Esterhazy? I have never somewhere? been to. It must be. A list museum, but there must exist one somewhere. Yeah. Possibly in Hungary. But I, I know that like other places probably have pieces of things of his. Mm-hmm. That's great. I wouldn't be surprised if like the House yeah. de Musique in Vienna has something of, has his. Something of his. I wonder yeah. how many people, just like random people in Europe, they're like, you know, oh, my, my great-grandmother gave me this piece of cloth that was from this glove or his awesome handkerchief or I'm sure there's like a that. lot of things like that. The problem yeah. is like authenticating it, yeah. right? Yeah. That becomes yeah. the big issue. Right. But yeah, that's true. That's still really cool. It is cool. Mm-hmm. So we're in 1847 and List is working as a rock star and touring <laughs> all over the place. He's really big into rock music. He's really big into rock music. So he's in the Ukraine, um, which is Whoa. then part of the Russian Empire. Huh. And while he was there, List met a woman named the Princess... Carolyn von Sahn Wittgenstein. Whoa, and mm-hmm. she's a princess of Russia? Po- Poland. Oh, Poland. Poland. Okay. Poland. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he meets this princess who, unlike his previous relationship um, with Marie, was a woman who was seven years younger huh. than List. At the time, she already was separated from her husband, mm-hmm. although not divorced because that was just not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she was an author whose major work was published in 16 volumes, each containing over 600 pages. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, actually, her super long-winded writing style had an effect on List himself. He, List, wrote a biography on Chopin. Huh. Um, and his chronology and analysis of all this gypsy music were written in the princess's extremely sort of loquacious style. Uh, Gross Dictionary says that she undoubtedly collaborated with him on this and other works. We do know uh, for a fact that he wrote a book about Wagner's Flying Dutchman, and they did that together. Wow. Yes, so super exciting. She was, you know, pretty talented in in her own right. So they met, and they were like, I like you, I like you, and they decided to shack up together and lived in sin for a while. Apparently, that she did want to marry him. She did want to marry him. This is actually semi semi scandalous. She tried to get an annulment from her marriage, and due to that, she lost uh, her citizenship in the process. Yeah. How does a princess lose citizenship? Well, think it's pretty scandalous at that time for a woman to be like, "I want to annul my marriage to this other noble aristocratic prince." Huh. And I need the permission of the Catholic Church to do so. Mm-hmm. Maybe so she was, I can check up with this other guy. Was she a princess by marriage? Because then that would... Oh, yeah. Okay. She was a princess by marriage. Oh. Um, and she so. was actually successful in... I don't know if getting the marriage annulled, but at least getting she permission. in 1861. So okay. it's many years later. Um, and so this actually happened. She really pushed for the annulment because she also discovered that List was having affairs with multiple other women at the same time. So apparently that convinced her that if they just, if she gets annulled and they get married, this is going to fix all of their problems. Um, Wow, so she went through this whole annulment process and then they didn't even get married? 
Well, um, that's a whammy. In 1861, after her marriage, her first marriage was annulled. They did start planning a wedding. <laughs> um, but, however, uh, the Catholic Monsignor, a man named Gustav Hohenlohe stepped in and he argued that the princess's first marriage was still valid. Yeah. Jeez. Um, and because of this and so many legal issues, it ended up not happening and their relationship was pretty much over at that point. And also in the process, I think the Tsar of Russia was involved in helping them prevent the marriage, like got mm-hmm. involved helping her hus- her first husband prevent the marriage from happening. And then in the process, the Russian government like seized a bunch of her estates in mm-hmm. Poland and the Ukraine. And so she was basically left with nothing mm-hmm. at the end of wow. it all. So they had planned to get married in Rome on Liz's 50th birthday. And he arrived in Rome the day before their plan to get married, which was October 22nd, 1861. And later in that evening, the princess met with him and just said that she would never marry him due to the numerous affairs that he was conducting behind her back that she found out about, I guess, retroactively. So it was this huge shit show. And then, like you said, all this stuff um, with actually her husband and the Tsar of Russia combined their forces and they managed to have the Vatican's agreement revoked. So it was this huge thing. But she was pretty influential in his life, and I think she ended up being the longest relationship that he ever had. Even longer was like 18... than the woman that he had children with? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they were together, what, four years? No. Jeez. The woman he had children with. Ten years. The woman he had children with, they were together for like four or five years. But this woman, they were together. From like 1848 to 1861. Wow. Isn't that ironic that like the woman that he actually presumably wanted to get married to, then it was barred and they could not get married? Well, we don't Liz know if strikes me as the kind of person that is just like, yeah, okay, but right? then actually, you know. Exactly. I was going to say, I have a feeling that he probably wasn't too broken up when they're like, you can't get married. He's probably thinking, oh, Yeah, I, she was the one that was really pushing for yeah. it, you know. I feel like he was already getting everything he could have wanted out of it. <laughs> exactly. So why do Before they married. Right. Mm-hmm. This, like, Polish princess who yeah. was a princess due to her, like, Russian prince husband, you know. Did he stay involved? I'm backtracking now. Did he stay involved in the lives of his kids? List? Yeah. Well, sort of. I don't know how involved he was in, like, raising them, but after everything goes south with the princess, he enters into this period of life that's, like, super sad for him because within the span of, I think, two or three years, both his son Daniel and his oldest daughter, Bladine both Mm -hmm. die and so it hits him really really hard because both of those children were like in their 20s when they died Mm -hmm. so and then what does list end up doing he seeks solidarity and he join he goes sort of to a monastery (laughs) to try and back to the church back Mm -hmm. to the church to try and find solace yeah becomes a monk kind of Kind of. He actually received minor orders, <laughs> but he never actually went all the way. But apparently people often called him Abbe List after this because he was like pseudo, <laughs> a pseudo-monk. Pseudo-monk, yeah. Apparently the same, although I think it was self-fashioned, the same thing was true of Gounod. Yeah, but Gounod was yeah. like a notorious philanderer just like List. And so Gounod was like almost about to legitimately become a monk or a priest. And then... I think he was he like, saw a lady. well, he was like, you know what? <laughs> like, if I do this, it's going to be much, much harder for me to actually 
be with women, so maybe this is not the life for me. And he like self-selects <laughs> out, right? Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, good no. But also remained religious for his like his entire life. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. You can be religious without being a monk. True. True. Right, right. Which they both discovered. Right. <laughs> they did. They did. Not wait, 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 wait. took orders. That's, that's fair. So you're telling yes. me that I can still be religious and also be with women? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Score. So that's what I mean. The story nice. of, of List via the women that he had major relationships with. Wait, exactly. that's the end? He ju- he goes into the period of solace and that's yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say he, like, makes a comeback. No. <laughs> no. Sorry. No, but sorry. he does compose a lot because basically mm-hmm. by the time everything ended with the princess, he would he had also sort of ended his performing career at that point, and so he focused a lot on composition, and so he wrote a ton of stuff in his, like, later years in yeah. life. Do we want to play a little something from late, some late list? Sure. We'll play some late list. And just as we listen, I a fun fact I discovered about him was that when he was at the height of his performing power mm-hmm. of listomania, he made so much money that he got to a point where it was just like everything from now on, I'm just going to give all my proceeds of performing, I'm just going to give to charity. And he oh, he gave a huge amount of money to charity and there was this like great fire in Hamburg around the time that he was performing and which left a ton of people homeless and he like threw a big benefit concert and all the proceeds went to rebuilding these people's homes. And wow. that's amazing. So he was a major philanthropist for his time, mm-hmm. which was like kind of unheard of at that time. So just shows you how Good popular you. and how successful he was. Good for List. Justin Bieber should do something like that. <laughs> yes. Get back in people's give, good graces. Yeah, I think we give Justin Bieber too much credit. Like, I don't know. Like, he, like people do really lose their shit over him, but... Do they still? I don't know as if he's a the star. No. No. I mean, he's not quite the, the same as Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I, we need to mention Drake in as many episodes as oh, we can. Oh, man. All right. But don't you feel like he... I'm trying to think of someone like when we were in high school. Like Justin Bieber's after our time. Yeah. In high school. Maybe not after your time, Kyle, but after uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You mean like... Someone in our... Okay. I feel like Hanson and the Backstreet Boys. Backstreet like, Boys are in sync. Maybe yeah, not Hanson. Maybe not Hanson. But <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio was also like... Yeah, okay. Titanic yeah. or Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. With a different kind of talent. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I can see so that. So maybe like in sync, like if in sync was one doing person. concerts, people losing their minds, the dolls. I'm sure there were list dolls. I don't. That's not substantiated in any kind of fact. But no, but I'm, I'm sure, sure there were. I'm sure there were. Yeah. yeah. Or like little portraits people would carry around. With list them. posters that people put up in their bedroom walls. Oh yes. Did you who? What poster did you have in your bedroom growing up? None posters. None posters. No, like not. Nobody. No new kids. No Michael Bolton. No. Michael, Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say that Michael Bolton's album, My Secret Passion, is the greatest thing ever, and you should all listen to it right now. I'm not making fun. Michael Bolton, I love you. But uh, Michael Bolton is a huge opera fan. That's right. Ah. Um, and he released this CD, and it is Michael Bolton singing tenor arias from various operas um it sounds like michael bolton singing opera but he does have a high c 
Nice. Good for, him. Good for Michael Bolton. I recommend everyone listen to it though because it actually is pretty funny. God bless you. Okay. Well, we we digress. We digress. But so let's, let's listen to some lists. Some, <laughs> some late list. Some late list. Here we go. And that, my friends, is part of the story. <laughs> exactly. You need to research right. more of it, but now you know a little bit. Look, we're not going to teach you everything. We're just going to no. give you a little bit of the salacious stuff. Did List, since this is opera after dark, did, did List do any List did not write any operas, but he is really well known for writing transcriptions for solo piano oh, of good. opera and other vocal works. And so he has an amazing transcription of um, the Rigoletto Quartet. Mm-hmm. Oh. He also has a really famous transcription of like a Don Giovanni like themes of. Nice. Um, oh, Kyle's favorite opera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? The and, best opera And also ever. some really... <laughs> Really great songs by famous song composers of the time, like the Earl Koenig. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a piano solo transcription of that. Oh, and that's cool. Can Elf we Dane play Vasa out to that? And Do you know if there's yes. a recording of that? I have one right in front of me because I oh. love lists, so I have an iTunes library. Right, well, let's full play of out with the Earl Koenig. Well, first of all, let's. I mean, there's things that we need to tend to. All right, great. Like, oh, there's also some crazy movies. Of, about him, like hilarious <gasps> movies. Yes, we will link to those. His life. But there yeah. is a movie called Listomania! Exclamation point. What? Yes. Uh, it stars. Oh God, the lead singer of the Who. <laughs> That's I right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I can't remember Don't know. his name, but <laughs> I can't remember his name. But um, we'll include it in the blog. We'll include it in the blog. It is bonkers. I think Wagner is also a character. There are like. Erect penis puppets in their summer. What? It is a nutty, nutty thing. Watch it. It's okay. a crazy, crazy thing. If ever there was a reason to visit the, the blog at operaafterdark.com. It's for that. Now we know yeah. there's penis puppets. Mm-hmm. So so there we go. Um, also, Peter, is that his name? Oh Peter, my God, go Peter Penis Puppet? No. Stop <laughs> it. 
Uh, also, please like and follow on social media. <laughs> I say social media, but we're just doing uh, Facebook and Twitter yeah. right now. So, so those things. And please leave us a review wherever you're listening because that'll help us, you know. Also, big shout out to whoever runs Giuseppe Verdi's Facebook page. They now follow Opera After Dark. So. Yes. Thanks, man. Roger Daltrey. There you go. Pete Townsend is another member of The Who, but he is not star as List. Roger Daltrey <laughs> is List. Excellent. All right. So we're going to listen. What are we listening to now? The I Earl Cooney. Oh, oh, I love this. And with that, I'm Kyle. I'm Elspeth. I'm Naomi. And this is Opera After Dark. sings a bang up version of this Fisher Fisher Discount. Oh he does? Yeah. Can we listen to that right now? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have oh I'll find it. It'll it's be on YouTube. Legit. I'm looking on Spotify. It's on you. So, this is one of those things that I honestly, not to be sexist, think sound. I think sounds better if the dude does it. Yeah. I think there's more variety that you can get for the different voices with a man's voice. Does there already get? If oh, I get sorry. in on your very <laughs> nutty trail mix. Go for it. Go for it. Look at his face. Huh. I know. That's. Sorry. I haven't seen him sing live too. That's another reason why I want to come back with Tosca. Listen to that. So is that okay? It felt a little unfocused. I think it's good. I think it's good. Okay. We might have to cut out some of our tangents, but that's fine. How long is that? Oh, it's still going. 
46 minutes so far. Oh, oh yeah, we got plenty know. to cut. <laughs> a solid 12 minutes, it could be fine. Oof. It's a great voice. So even though I'm not a baritone, I really wanted to sing this. You should have. School. You still still should. I wanted to, but my pianist was like, "Yeah, I won't play that." And a lot of pianists are like that. The pianists, you know, are dicks. Well, it's like a, I mean, a small college town. You get what you get, but fair. But people don't want to play it because apparently it like is very strenuous. gonna say like sign my but I don't want to be offensive to the I bet he signed to you ladies well it's not like they had sharpies back then people took like a ballpoint pen I was like sign my boobs (laughs) (laughs) one thing I read said that people would take his gloves and the women would like tear them to shreds so that they could each have have a piece piece. of Liszt's glove or handkerchief or something are you recording yeah it's recording yeah 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 we should put that in there that's good yeah Liszt into my regular listening. I like I really like listening to Debussy. Mm. Like just as you know, when you're chillaxing, but lists. Lists. That's some good, good stuff. Chillaxing. The Hungarian oh, yeah. rhapsodies are very, very popular mm. by him and the Etudes by List. The Etudes really like made him famous. They because they're very showy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is Hungarian. He is, yeah. It's like Austro Hungarian. Yeah. Okay. It's like at this point in time it's a different country than it was then yeah kind of thing but okay. if you go to um Esterhazy, which is like on the border of mm-hmm. austria modern day austria and hungary but at the time was just part of the austro-hungarian empire there's like a lot of statues and things to list because he was from that general area so mm. strongly associated with what is now hungary but at the time was just one giant empire empire yes nice but Derp 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 Each finger is a derp. He did do that crazy um have you ever heard the tone dances? Actually yes. I think he did that after his kids died. His kids died? Yeah. Let's listen to that then. Um because it's super creepy. He has to process his grief. I feel like a lot of people do that. After his kids died? I don't think I have it in like. Is he like trying to imagine them dancing? Oh, that's what it is? Oh, I have it. 
Yeah, no, it is. Is it? He quotes the Dies Irae. Uh. Super dark, right? He writes a whole theme and variation, like several variations on this. Oh. Yeah. I, so I can't. He was going through a bad period in his life. I know. This is really terrible, but I can't You're help. You're going to do it. I can't help but imagine. So, like, people know that his kids passed away. Very mm -hmm. sad. Mm -hmm. But they're like, I mean, it's List. We should go to this concert. Like, it's List. It's really good. And they go, and, and all of a sudden. It's this. All of a sudden, that starts. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be super depressing. <laughs> we should have known. So that's the list. <laughs> kind and of. You should kind probably of, yeah. research this on your own. <laughs>